Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Book 3, Section 35. It was around the same year, 1554, that Ceno came to Rome to study medicine, but began to suffer greatly from heart disease. He tried all the medical remedies for a long time, with no results, and so commended himself to Philip's prayers, putting his trust in him alone. Philip said to him, be of good cheer, you will recover from this present illness. Since he relied upon what Philip had said, he used no further medicine for his disease, but soon afterwards felt that he had recovered his former good health. The man is still alive and remembers the occasion. He considers that what happened was a miracle. Now let us pass on to tell what Philip did in the time of Pope Paul IV, since we can admit the reign of Marcellus II the successor to Pope Julius, which lasted only three weeks. Paul was elected Pope on the 23rd of May, 1555, and reigned for four years, two months, and 27 days. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, apostle of Rome, child of Mary, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Cheno died in 1599. He died as Galonio was writing this book. At this point in the book, he was still alive, and Galonio says he's still alive. He says that Domenico remembers the occasion 45 years earlier when he had been healed. And at that point, Domenico, when he spoke to Galonio here, was a very well-known doctor in Rome. He went on, he finished his medical school. He became the physician of, of a certain cardinal in Rome. And so he was a man who knew medicine, who knew science, but he was also a man of faith. And he believed that what happened to him when he was a young medical student was a miracle. That is that God had done something which was beyond human power which required the divine power alone and could not be explained in any way by human medicine. That is that God through the prayers of St. Philip had healed him of this heart disease. Now, Domenico stopped, once Philip told him, you're gonna be better, he stopped taking his medicine. Now that should not be used, I think, for people to stop generally taking their medicine. Well, because Philip healed this guy, he stopped taking it. We can say that, but 
for us to stop taking our medicine, to stop doing what our doctors say, we need a saint to tell us you're going to be fine. Generally, St. Philip says, obey your doctors. St. Philip himself always obeyed his doctors. We'll see as we go through life, as Philip gets, goes on in his life, there gets to be a point where almost every year, for about the last 20 years of his life, he faced a life-threatening illness. And he always followed his doctor's instructions. At the same time, we know that God is the ultimate healer. Jesus is the physician of physicians. And our health in the end is in the hands of God. And that there's a moment in our life that God has planned for us to enter eternal life. An hour we don't know. But he also gave us reason. He also gave us the ability to think about our situation and to develop medicine, develop science. And so to follow the doctor's orders is in a way to follow God because we're following what human reason, when rightly carried out, can figure out. And that reason comes from God. So taking medicine is not opposed to following God. It's just that when God tells us through a saint that you're going to be fine, then we have reason to trust God more than our own reason. Now, the end of this chapter. Father Galonio mentions Paul IV. Now, notice something very interesting. Paul IV became Pope on May 23rd. That is the same day that St. Philip was ordained a priest. And this would not have bypassed the mind of St. Philip. And when Galonio mentions it the day he's elected, he's, without telling us, he's drawing attention to this connection between St. Philip and the Pope. And St. Philip must have prayed especially hard for Pope Paul IV. He must have sensed a special connection to him. And this is a reminder to us tonight that we are connected to other people in the mystical body of Christ. That this connection of dates between Philip and Pope Paul IV is not an isolated fact. In fact, there's a couple that's here in our prayer group. They became Catholics on May 23rd. They didn't plan on that date. Providence arranged for that date, but they became Catholics on the same day Philip was a priest. And that suggests that they have a special need and reliance on Philip's prayers, a special bond to St. Philip. And we'll see as Philip grows in holiness and reputation, he will eventually become the confessor to popes. He'll be the confessor to cardinals. He will, through this special ministry of confession, be the apostle of Rome, the one who was especially responsible for bringing back the leaders of the church to the practice of their faith, to the practice of very personal, devout faith. And the year 1555 was the year of three popes. People often talk about the year that John Paul II became Pope, 1978 is the year of three popes. Paul VI died, John the Paul I was elected, he died after a month, and John Paul II became elected. Well, 1555 was another one of those years. Marcellus II lived for only a couple of weeks as Pope. So we never know 
what the Lord is doing. We never know when the Lord will call us. Marcellus II had two famous relatives, two famous nephews, one of which was Teruji Cardin, who eventually became St. Philip's right-hand man. And he also had a relative, Robert Bellarmine. They were from Montepulciano. So the Lord raises up people in various ways. He takes them when he wills. But in all things, we live for Jesus, but we also live for each other. We can help each other physically. We can help each other by our prayers. But we have to beg the Lord to enlighten us about our connection to Christ, our head in the mystical body, but also Christ's body, the other members of his body. We have to live as part of the church, as living members of the church. The eye can't say to the hand, I have no need of you. And we cannot say to each other, I have no need of you. And the good that we do and the suffering we endure helps not only our own souls, it helps those that we are specially connected to in the mystical body of Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.